0: Take this to defend yourself. It's a powerful weapon. Guard it well, only use it in times of severe distress. This
1: is a pen,
2: this is a pen. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Take Me to Your Reader, discussing adapted science fiction at its best and worst. I'm Seth. I'm James. And I'm Colin. And this time we are doing the first of two episodes on Percy Jackson, specifically The Lightning Thief. Um, And we're going to be talking about the novel and the 2010 movie. I think it was 2010. It was. Yep. And uh, then we're going to do a follow-on episode because the show has aired, I think, six episodes as we're recording this. And by the end of this month, it will be complete. And so we'll circle back around in early February and... uh, put out an episode for just the series
3: and, and this is really our first ever series overview analysis review
2: yeah yeah it kind of is um we've done other stuff that has been on television but never something that was explicitly a series right and like limited series we've done mini series we've done but yeah this will be the first correct so, and uh this is when did the book come out 2005 okay and uh this is a book uh, i've now read four times <laughs> <laughs> You'd think I would remember it better than I do. Um but uh you know it's it's one of those books and, and Colin I want your your take on this as well because history with the material we're going to just sort of jump right into that. We're going to go full spoilers so if you haven't read The Lightning Thief I, I read it last week over the course of 3 days and it was it didn't take that much time. Nope. Um, that's about what I did. <laughs> there's a pretty lousy audio version of it that I listened to a while back um, where the guy doesn't do a good job with character differentiation at all. Oh, that's um, too bad. The accents are bad. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 it's not very good, uh, which is why I decided to then reread it as well. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, this is one of those ones that like I read it and then I read it to Ethan mm-hmm. because he was of, of the right age and read the whole series to him as well. And then I went and read the Heroes of, Olymp- of Olympus series. <laughs> Also, um, never got into any of the other spin-off series. I, I read one of the Kane Chronicles books. I think I own the first in the Magnus Chase series, but haven't read it. So what about you? Uh, I had never read it
3: before. And so I read it to the boys when we were back in, you know, when they were back in elementary school. Oh, nice. Because, you know, we were supposed to read to them as responsible parents. And so I'd read <laughs> lots, lots and lots of books. When it was first out? Uh, 2005 would have been a little early for reading that because they would have been four and six. Yeah. But you know, a couple of years later. Hmm. Nice. And I think I followed on with the Cain Chronicles and read all five of those. And they were okay. Okay. Uh, and then um, just kind of tailed off and started reading other things and didn't get back to the other books. Like I didn't do Magnus Chase. I didn't do the Apollo Chronicles. I didn't oh, do the second Percy Jackson series. And I didn't do the Gods of... of um, Didn't do the Morse, Norse mythology th-
2: series yeah. either. Yeah, yeah, And James, is brand new for you. Yep. The book is brand new. Yeah, I saw the movie back, you know, when it came out. It, it took us. It took you a little bit of convincing.
3: When you're like, yeah, young adult. I don't know yeah. if I
2: want to do that. And we're like, no, yeah. it's it's pretty charming.
3: It's not really young adult. It's it's for young young. It's kids. it's younger
2: than young adults. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's not quite like juvenile
1: fiction.
3: Um, no, I mean it's right. north of Pooh.
0: <laughs> right
3: and it's north of i'm not sure the movie things. is ah! we'll get
1: to that Okay, so will get crazy. to that
3: so i mean as I'm you're assuming ever- you mean winnie the pooh yes <laughs> yes and dick and jane and several other things because right. kathy gave you a weird look yeah.
2: you know it's, it's kind of like gregor it yeah it's a little ma- more mature than gregor i think it's, it's somewhere between like gregor the overlander and the hunger games Hunger Games is definitely like young adult. Yeah, I give you that. You know, teenager yeah. yes. kind of thing. This is a little excuse a little younger than that, and the main character is what eleven, twelve. Yeah, it's right. it's right in the Harry Potter range. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could you could make an argument that these books may not have been successful without Harry Potter. But, That's possible. Yeah, I mean, there were there were a lot of imitators, and 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 this is a a similar thing, right? When you when you take the thousand foot view of it, it's a you know a kid finds out he's sort of a chosen one, um, you know, right. some special in some way. His blood is uh, different. Yes. Yeah, but Camp, that, that's Camp a Hawk story is. we've been reading out. That's, that's Luke's story from Star Wars. right. right. So. It's the sword and the stone, right? It, yeah. yeah. all kinds of stuff like
3: that. No, but definitely Harry Potter brought, I think, um, uh, an interest in fantasy back into popular culture. Yeah. That hadn't really been there for a while, as far as I know.
2: Yeah, and, and like hidden world hmm. fantasy, where, where, where it's like you're, you're in our world, but you're protected in some way from it. Yeah. Or you're, you're separate in some way from it. Um, oh, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that.
1: So right, I think what else would what else would there have been like that?
2: Yeah, more more like stuff like the Sword in the Stone, you know, yeah, King Arthur yeah. kind of mythos. But all that's oh. like really old. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do want to mention to people, I don't know if we mentioned the name of the author. The, the author is Riordan, by the way, Rick Riordan. That is how it's pronounced. I always thought it was Riordan until I saw him <laughs> speaking and saying his own name and thought, oh, he oh, pronounces right. it differently. So there, now you know.
1: And how did you hear him? I'm just curious now.
2: He was just, he was like, he <laughs> came across something. <laughs> it was pretty recent with the, with the TV show coming out. I saw oh, okay. an interview with him. Oh, okay. And, and he, got you, got you. you know, said, um, I'm Rick Riordan. And you like, oh, you, so you are. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: I was just, thought of something with uh, the Harry Potter uh, tie-in. In? Not tie-in. Sure. Yeah. There you go. That's, thank you. Um, was there, so when Harry Potter came out in the movies, there was like this huge Christian back, back, backlash against it. Hmm. It wasn't the, just
2: the movies, it was the books.
1: Okay. Yeah. I I only remember it because of the movies when it Christians launched. are reliable book burners
2: sometimes. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: I'm wondering if there's anything like that for this.
2: I don't that, recall that that the was, if at all. I mean it's pagan, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and and the book kinda of brushes aside the the discussion of capital G God. Right. Um in one of the early chapters. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Okay. I don't recall there being that kind of backlash. I remember it very vividly with with Harry Potter and talking to Katie because right. Katie, and my sister Katie, at the time was working at Barnes and Noble as a bookseller, mm-hmm. and I was like, "So what do you think of these?" She's like, "They're really fun books. There's there's nothing <laughs> wrong with them. <laughs> nothing like super occult or yeah. crazy about them." <laughs> and so, so I read one, and it, Elaine side eyed me a little bit. You know, when, when I brought it home, and she's like, you sure you want to read that? And I'm like, yeah, I, th- I feel like I should know what this is about, you know. And I liked in one of the early chapters, and we're a little bit afield here, um, it's talking about Mr. Dursley and imagining something. And then it said something about him not approving of imagination. <laughs> That's exactly what these book burners don't approve of. Yes, she, Elaine lived with a family Damn. for a year in college that were so like suspicious of witchcraft or anything like that. They didn't like C.S. Lewis either. The line, the Witch, in really? the Wardrobe. There's a witch in it. It's, it's wow. evil. It's a cult. Yeah. But there's so. witches in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. But you, you shall not suffer a, a witch to live, right? So They didn't. I know. I, okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I know. I'm preaching to the choir, but... <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like when you con- confront rabidly pro-life people with verses about, uh, you know, how happy is the person that dashes their children against the rocks. Yes, or... Yeah. Or, or yeah. Or the yeah, the, the Canaanite yes. genocide and all, all that kind of stuff.
1: Anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Ash. Now, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, 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 it's a, it, it's a, it, it was just saying, yeah, it was interesting. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. curious if yeah, there was anything like that. But.
2: No, I mean, it is interesting that the way one title we are, will clear the ground for other things, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Harry Potter definitely brought in this young adult fantasy. Uh, right. Secondary world kind of thing. Not secondary world, hidden world thing. Kind of like, you know, unfortunately, Twilight did for Paranormal Romance. Oh, right. right. It was always there, but it made it huge. Yeah. Um, and Riordan, part of the impetus for creating the series was that his son had had uh, dyslexia and ADHD. And so he wanted to write a main character that had that and it right. and, and just occurred to him, hey, what if it was this, you know, um, which is cool. It's, a, it's yeah. fun to that.
3: I like the impetus of the, of the books. The yeah. series it's, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, and uh, John Flanagan, who did the Rangers Apprentice series and the Brother Man series, series, um, same kind of thing. He wanted to write stories to encourage his son to read. And so he did. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, out came gosh 27 or 28 books books. all aimed at you know getting people to read and enjoying the genre and why not yeah anyhow we are talking about
1: percy
2: jackson (laughs) i swear this is about percy jackson and olympians uh so so the the big like colin if you were to give an elevator pitch for this series what is it like a couple sentences not not specifically of the plot but what is it about for this whole series yeah wow you know i i uh I started reading the first book to
3: prepare for the podcast mm-hmm. then I read the other four books. <laughs> and so I'm having a really <laughs> to encapsulate the entire series um man. No not not anything about the plot just like what is it? What is it? Yeah. Oh this, this is a a modern retelling of big pieces of Greek mythology um with from the pers- heroes. Yeah. yeah with with demigod heroes who are, you know, 12 and
2: 13 years old and learning how to become adults. Nice. Yeah. That's about right, and you know the the plot of this series is that right? Percy Jackson is kind of get gets caught up in this looming war between older gods and the Olympians. Yeah, it's kind of like if you get into a fight between your dad and your grandpa, that's mm-hmm. yeah, bad.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah, caught in the middle. Yeah, family yeah. drama. So this book takes Percy Jackson, who we 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 find out, and this is the the fun thing about. This kind of fiction is it takes something like mythology, which is very, very broad. And it's not like there's a singular voice of Greek mythology, right? There's right, all right. kinds of different traditions that then once it once it got into the Roman Empire, you know, they were suborned by the, the <laughs> Romans and, and he's like, oh, no, that's not Zeus, that's Jupiter. Um, right. <laughs> and 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 they were written and rewritten in different times and places. And then they worked their way into our Western canon of literature. Like you can't read Shakespeare and understand it completely without understanding a lot of stuff about classical myth, because right. there's references throughout. But so in this case, Rick Riordan is kind of doing the same sort of thing that's been done over time, where he's taking the myth and repurposing it to his purpose and setting it in the modern world, mm-hmm. um, which is, which is really cool. And so there's tweaks here and there to certain things. There's so far that I'm willing to let the myths bend <laughs> at, <laughs> at which point I get persnickety about it. Um, just because like I, I uh, in my high school, we only had freshman and sophomore English. After that, everything was electives. Mm-hmm. You just had to take an English elective every semester until you were done with school. And so one of my electives was mm-hmm. mythology. And so we, you know, we talked about Greek and Roman myth and, and Norse and Egyptian and all kinds of other stuff. Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great class. Yeah, wait, wait. That's did, fun.
3: did you just say that you are complaining about an adaptation? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. An
2: adaptation we're, of a we're in, like, extremely, extremely vague ground. I've yeah, never been here before. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 everybody has their price. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> everybody has their, their their thing that sets them off. Um, so we don't mess with Greek mythology. I, I guess Apparently. you don't. Know. I mean, I'm wearing my kraken, my Seattle kraken uh, hoodie today. So At least, you know, the, least the kraken. Uh, the story is told in first person from Percy Jackson's perspective, which makes sense to be in his head. Yeah, yeah. What do we want to talk about about the book? We can talk about the plot. We can we can do whatever we want. Let's start with something fun. The chapter titles. Chapter titles are great. Chapter titles are great. Are, cool. What's your
3: favorite? Uh,
2: <laughs>
3: pick, uh, pick, pick one. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Draft uh, style. <laughs> I want to say I blew up my math teacher. <laughs> I don't think that's the right chapter, though. So let me let me pull out the, the book. And I'm not sure I had a favorite one. I just enjoyed them all. They're pretty fun. I, uh, yeah. I accidentally vaporized my pre-algebra teacher. There we <laughs> just go. Just to be precise. Yes.
2: <laughs> I think my favorite is I Battle My Jerk Relative. I Battle My Jerk Relative. Yes. You, you can't think of any James? Oh, I was thinking the zebra to Vegas, yeah. <laughs> the, tw- the ten twelve yeah.
3: zebra to Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I plunged my death is another yeah. good one. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one.
2: Yeah, <laughs> a good ta- good chapter and good title. Yes, right. In- interesting yeah. stuff about that chapter. Well, maybe we'll get there. Um, so Percy finds out that he's a demigod, but he it's not revealed until later in the book who he belongs to, who he comes from. Right, right, right. and. It's not revealed until he's at the camp. Do, you, do right? you guys remember like who you might have thought it
1: was?
3: I don't know. It's been, and it's been a long time since you guys first read the book. So, <laughs> oh, it's been so long
2: since I first. Yeah. It's been like twenty years, fifteen yeah. years. Okay. So I was pretty good. I remember with my background and interest in, in mythology, mm-hmm. I was pretty good at picking up on the monsters. You right. know, like like I was like, oh, that's going to be Echidna, You know, that's going to be mm-hmm. somebody else, um, Polyphemus in one of the other books. You know, mm-hmm. and. But but I don't remember that I had any specific thoughts about. Oh, okay. um, I think maybe I might have read the book right before the movie came out. Yeah, for the first time. So so I probably had it spoiled by the movie trailer. I was thinking either Zeus or Poseidon, given
1: all the weather phenomenon. Well, yeah, and, and but check, then but check then, check then once big they three, right yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then once they went to the that Long Island uh, cabin. Right. The water. And I was like, okay,
2: it's going to be Poseidon. Oh, Montauk. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Montauk. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and, that's
2: going to be Poseidon. <laughs> well, yeah. And you have to know just from the structure of literature, right? When they talk about, you know, mm-hmm. the big three aren't allowed to have kids. And you're like, well, so he's going to be one of the big three. Right. Yes. Yep.
1: There you go. Yes. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And
2: the fun kind of thing in hook. the series is, of course, you know, all of them have violated it. And <laughs> yeah. and, 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 uh, and the characters come in. Right. And it's, it's really cool. <laughs> like... I just want to, you know, highest praise for Rick Ryder's universe that he creates here. You know, he he takes the the knowledge that you know in Greek myth, the gods are always down messing around creating mm-hmm. little demigods, and goes, what if that continued right up to the present day? And that's awesome. And then all all the other stuff like celestial bronze, you know, and then in the Heroes of Olympus, right. it's, it, it's imperial gold is their is their weapon thing, mm-hmm. and for the for the sons of uh, Hades, it's Stygian iron. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, well,
1: for, I like how he works in the thing about the, they don't actually die. They just get dispelled for a time. Right. The monsters. They, yeah, they, yeah. they,
2: they, they spawn. Because a in lot interest. of, a yeah. lot
1: of what this is, is a retelling of Perseus's story. Yes. With, you going know, in Hades and mm-hmm. killing Medusa. I'm like, but she's back. How does this happen? And so he works in this thing about how they don't really die. They just get dispelled for a time. Yeah. And if you're really powerful, a lifetime. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I, this is something I'd be interested to hear Rick Ryden's take on. The, I don't know why Ares kids are ugly. They're de, they're described as being like mono browed and hairy armpits and bo, right? And, brutish and, I, and yeah and yeah, yeah. That's why it's the brutish aspect. of I think it's the brutish aspect
3: of right, right. God of war. Yeah,
2: I, I understand being ugly. From a personality perspective. I just don't mm-hmm. know why they were all described as being physically unattractive. I'm going with brutish. Okay. You can't really
1: call
3: someone, you know, physically attractive. It's brutish. Okay.
1: <laughs> Aphrodite wouldn't be called a brutish, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's to
2: adopt the stereotype. I suppose so, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the, the uh, monobrowed bully. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. The, kid, the kid with a mustache and fifth because grade. Because that's
1: what she yeah. was, right? She was just kind of a bully. And, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the... Uh, the aspects of beauty
3: and wisdom were, were parts of other gods. And so the only thing you really have left is the brutality of war.
2: Okay, I'm with you right. on that. I mean, the, the only god that's described as being not physically attractive is Hephaestus. Because he's crippled. Because he's crippled, which... Yeah, right. And even that doesn't have to be... Yeah. Yeah. So one, one, of the, one of the controversies in both the movie and the television series is that Athena, uh, not Athena, Annabeth, is described as having blonde hair. And in the book, everybody in her cabin has blonde hair. Yep. Which... And you do find out at some point that Annabeth's father is also blonde. Um, so maybe she just has a thing for blondes, and so she creates them. Because this is the other thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Athena is one of the virgin goddesses. How does she have kids? Well, they're all created <laughs> essentially out of her mind. <laughs> yeah. And, and I didn't remember that until this this read-through. I didn't catch it on the audiobook. I caught it on this last read-through.
3: And it's it's really not that, – that aspect isn't mentioned. There's not a lot of sexuality or attract or – Sure. I mean, even, even the relationship between – Percy and Annabeth doesn't really develop until book five.
2: Yeah, well, that's because they start off from twelve Don't ruin years old. It. Yes, <laughs>
1: I'm <just> kidding.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I, I thought that was interesting that the the whole cabin was blonde. And that I'm, so are you saying that Athena is blonde? Because that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Just because there's not a lot of blonde hair in ancient Greece,
3: right? But when <laughs> then we when we talked more about this, right? I mean, there would also be no people from from Africa or. Asia or anything else, and yet in the book well, it talks about well, I people. i think You have people in Africa, yeah, you for could. sure. Perhaps Africa, yeah. but yeah, they yeah, weren't there was, ever. There was an the, mixing between
2: northern Northern Africa. I don't know how far. You know, one of the, the gods, gods probably go, would be but, represented that way, but yeah, exactly. exactly. And, and we've talked about Egypt the, and all that. <laughs> the uh, assuming, like, if the gods were all real, right, we would all create them in our own likeness, right, right. And so, so when you look at the Norse gods, you know. They look Norse for some reason, <laughs> oddly enough, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, in in the Foot-down artistic mama. representations, right? Uh, they're, all,
1: they're all white and blonde hair,
0: <laughs> right? Right.
1: Or well, big, tall, yeah. White. I mean,
2: it's it's no coincidence yeah. that like the portraits of Jesus you see in the United States are right. fair, you know, fair-haired <laughs> white, white dude. White Jesus, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> nope, he was brown. <laughs> um, yeah, and and so like you said, James, right? The the it takes up sort of the story of Perseus mixes it in with a little bit of the Mm. odyssey um, because there's a couple stops in this book that are are straight out of the odyssey. The sea of monsters is much more explicitly the odyssey that um, just because it's a sea voyage or, and and there's some stuff like Jason and the Argonauts as well. Yeah. The fleece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The golden fleece is in there, man. That makes me want to rewatch that, that old movie, the old Harryhausen movie. Oh yeah. (laughs) It was good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, other interesting stuff from the book that you want to talk about?
3: You know, I, I was more thinking about in comparing it to the movie and how the two differ. And okay.
2: Oh, okay. We can do that. Um, you know, the, the, there's there's stuff in the book that would be more fruitful to talk about when we talk about the series because it actually adapts more of the book, right?
3: True. Right. But maybe we should talk. Just you know, we, we did a whole overview for the series, right? What, mm-hmm. what Percy's going through, but specifically for this book, um, Zeus's mastered lightning bolt has been stolen, so he can't yep. make lightning anymore, and he is accusing his brother Poseidon of having one of his demigods or heroes steal it, and that. Blame falls on Percy's shoulders, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's why the lightning thief, someone has stolen Zeus's lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. Zeus wants to get it back in a certain amount of time; otherwise, he's going to, you know, cause war to happen across the planet. Yeah, and that's a, that's a backdrop through the entire book and movie. You know, the storms are getting worse, the wind is getting worse. People don't understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, we think that someone, maybe Percy has to try and stop it. Right. But Percy isn't the lightning thief. And he knows that even though everyone else thinks that he is. Right. And so
2: he's trying to figure out who did this and how do we get it back. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's where you get into some of the differences, especially with the movie, about who's actually pulling <laughs> <Right>. the strings. <laughs> right. And what, what's their motivation. And what the real quest is. Yeah. <laughs> or well, and, if there is one. <laughs> yeah. In the book,
3: the real quest is to find the person who yeah. stole the lightning yeah, yeah, yeah. bolt. They're right. assuming it's Hades. Mm-hmm. So they're supposed to go to Hades and figure it out. Mm-hmm. And Percy is tempted to have a side quest because his mother right. was captured, that he later learns, by. Hades, and so he wants to go try and set her free. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. then he's always left with this, this uh, conflict. You know, do I save right. my mom or do I try and save the world with the lightning bolt by yeah. finding the lightning yeah. bolt and, and really stole it, it? It's
2: explicitly his main motivation for taking the quest. The oh, lightning feels bolt. Like he, no, no, his mom. No, his mom. His, mom. Yeah, his mom. his mother is the reason that he goes on the quest. In the book? Yeah. And he, he reveals it later that you know, I'm really yeah. here for my mom. Which makes be. the
1: uh, prophecy from the Oracle like that much more worse Point. for him i guess
2: <laughs> yes <laughs> the, the part about you will not save what's most
3: important yeah. yeah yeah but the thing is he doesn't know his mom is alive until they meet aries is that right that is right hmm. aries says i want you to go get that shield for me and if you do it mm-hmm. i'll tell you something about your mom he does and i'll help you with it. some transportation
2: mm. right okay I, I might be i might be reading some of the series back into the book y- yeah okay. i did read that chapter yeah, yeah. this morning so i, I should have remembered that um yeah, yeah. It's
1: why the whole oracle of the prophecy thing was kind of like confusing for him. Mm-hmm. He was like, which totally threw him for a
3: loop because he had it all wrong. <laughs> well, and, yeah. So, the, <laughs> and the prophecy warned him about one of his friends betraying him, which he assumed right. absolutely had yeah. to be Grover. And I think that's one of the reasons he chose Annabeth. Right. Mm-hmm. I know that Grover would never betray me, so I have to have someone that is going to betray me, and I know who it is. It's going to be her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And,
2: well, and there's the other part about the god who has turned right, and they're all assuming that it's Hades. Right. So, it, it does a nice job of, of keeping you guessing mm-hmm. in, in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, it provides the red herring in the form of, oh. form of Hades. <laughs> it's funny you said that, because I put a note in here that says, predictable, but fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah. I saw fast a whole lot of the uh, misdirection things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, throughout the book, fun. yeah. Throughout <laughs> the book he has dreams. Some of them are prophetic, some of them are right. warnings. Mm-hmm. But one consistent thread which runs through many of the dreams is hearing this this dark, menacing yeah, voice. Kronos. <laughs> yeah, we learn it's Kronos right. later at the end. Yeah. 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 But you know, you never kind of understand what's happening until we get get to right. the very end. Yeah. No, he thinks it's Hades. And so there's really there's a double redirect which happens. Mm-hmm. I also noticed there was a bit of
1: a environmentalist bit bent on this book. Oh yeah, was well, from kind of Grover. Right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 lots of it. Yeah,
2: talking about how humans like are screwing up their our world. planet.
1: Yeah, I was like, and, and that's I like why Grover. <laughs> they're looking for
2: Pan, right? <laughs> right. And that, that's that's a character motivation for Grover that we definitely don't get in the movie. No, um, I think the series no. it's in there a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they talk there.
1: about Pan and his yeah. his uh, yeah. father or grandfather or whatever his uncle uncle Ferdinand, uncle Ferdinand, yeah. That's
3: it. Yes.
2: Yeah, and we find out it was he's got a mole in the same place. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, um, the funny thing. Is, so, so one, one of my favorite chapter titles is the "I Plunge to My Death" one. Yeah. and I always pictured it, and I've seen the Gateway Arch. I've driven, I've driven right by it a couple times, but. In in the book, it more or less describes Percy up in the top of it, looking out and seeing the river directly below him, and th- that's it, that's it, the way it, it's described. It ain't though. It ain't though, and, <laughs> and that, that's why there's some funny TikToks yeah. um, um, recently about the series where people are looking up at the arch and looking down at the river way over to the side and going, <laughs> hmm. "I can make that hmm. jump." <laughs> um, the, the, the series fixes it, which is nice, um, and I don't right, know if he it like just
1: grabs him right. In the yeah, yeah, yeah. And so in um, the oh, so. I told you I got the graphic novel, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. So speaking of
1: visual adaptations, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, they actually did omit a bunch of bunch of stuff in the graphic novel. Oh, sure. Yeah, um, yeah, I've read it to make it much shorter. But one of the things they did have in the in the graphic novel for the arch uh, was Groover actually jumped out of somewhere and uh, grabbed them, and but then they still fell. That's how they fell into the river.
2: Okay. It it helped him stay in the air long enough to yeah, make, make yeah. that trajectory with the with the winged shoes. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 with the winged shoes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. that would work. And then they and the the wing got clipped, and they plunged. Yeah,
1: plunged to their not death.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And but, then in no, the graphic that novel, that was when he got the pearls,
2: which is like okay, so they short circuited that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, okay, so let's. I think I think it's a good idea to talk about what the plan of the bad guy was in this. In the book. In the book. So what what is the plan? Okay, so
3: Kronos is our real bad guy. Mm -hmm. And he has been destroyed and disassembled by his children, But he's immortal. But he's immortal, so he can't die. Mm -hmm. But he wants, and he wants revenge. Yeah. And so he wants to come back into power. And the way he's going to do that is by getting Zeus's lightning bolt. So he cons Luke, who cons Ares to steal. No, no. Ares doesn't come into it that early. No, no. Yeah, he's after it. Yeah, so Luke steals the lightning bolt and Hades... Helm of, Helm of Darkness. Darkness. Yeah. I think your
1: premise is wrong, though. You, can I come back to me then? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think the point is to get the lightning bolt to have it as a weapon. I think it's to get the lightning bolt to cause the war between the gods. It. It,
2: it, I think it's a dual oh, purpose. yeah. Because yeah. yeah. um, that's
1: think... why he also steals the helmet. He takes both things so that both sides are really confused what's going on, mm-hmm. and they're just going to go to war and fight each other over their
3: stuff. And there's no need to take Poseidon's trident because yeah. getting two of the three mad is good enough. Good enough. Right. right.
2: And and it also, I, I you know, he did want the lightning bolt to come to him. Right, because Percy was sure. supposed to get pulled down by the by the ship. Yeah, yeah, he wants yeah, right. And he wants to. I eat. think p- possessing <laughs> those most formidable weapons mm-hmm. was important to him, okay. as well as I don't know if that helps with his rise in some way. Maybe yeah. um, okay. it, it, it gives him a, a defib, right? The <laughs> <a laughs> lightning bolt or something, maybe um, <laughs> Touche. Yeah, and b- but the other part is but like, distracting the, the yeah. Olympians by making them go to war with right. each other, so right. to to help him rise. So to make them weaker, and then he rises and boom. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Luke steals the Master Bolt in the Helm of Darkness. Right. Ares goes hunting for it with everybody else and ends up getting suborned out. by Kronos. Yeah. He right. ends up getting conned by Luke. Conned by Luke with Kronos' help, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because um, only Luke could have done it by himself. And so then Ares <laughs> slips the Bolt in disguise into the backpack that he gives Percy, which then it turns into the Master Bolt when they're in the Underworld. Mm-hmm. Right. And then Percy goes into the Underworld. It's supposed The winged Jews are supposed to pull him down. But him, yeah. but Percy gave him to his, his, his best to friend him. Grover. Right. So mm-hmm.
3: it almost takes Grover down and they save him before he gets to the pit of Tartarus, yeah. where right. Kronos'
2: body parts are. Yeah. So that's it's a complicated plan. But, but, but there's turns. there's two parts of it. He wants yeah. the master bolt and he wants war between the Olympians yeah. to distract them. And then after
3: they're all done, after Percy gets the bolt and leaves Hades, he has to fight Ares on the shoreline because Ares does Ares does not want him to return the bolt. He wants the war to happen.
2: Right, because he's the god of war.
3: Because right? the war. Yeah. And although Percy points out to him that it's really Chronos. Ares is convinced that it's just himself, but there's some yeah. weird like where he tails off and is listening to something, and then yeah,
2: he says it's a magical place. It's a magical <laughs> place.
3: Yeah, <laughs> goodness,
2: that's a good reference. Yeah, um, and yeah, Ares is essentially going to kill Percy. He's like, "Well, I can't let you live, Paul. <laughs> you know too much now. Right? Um, yeah. Plus, you've been you've been uh, bad mouthing me the whole the whole book.
3: <laughs> you know, I felt that was a little disingenuous because." Aries incites anger in everyone right. that's around is like, right. You're supposed to hold your temper around him. Like yeah.
0: that's not making a lot of sense to mm-hmm. me,
3: especially for a 12 year old kid. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. With father at shoes. Mm-hmm. Right. I did. I did like, like, I, I enjoy in a, a book or, or whatever, where there's somebody who is so secure in their power that they don't have to do anything big to, to have something awesome happen. Like in one of the, um. Uh, Jim Butcher books, uh, the, the Dresden files was yeah. at some point, the main character comes up to a book and he just points his wand or comes up to a door and he points his wand and says, fuego, and it just blows the doors off. Um, and that's, yeah. that's kind of what Percy does in the fight with Ares because Ares summons this big rhino or something to go after him. And he just goes, wave, <laughs> <laughs> the, wave. the ocean comes yeah. to his rescue. You know, yep. Kind of like
1: Aquaman would do. Yep. 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 I, I do enjoy his water powers, but mm-hmm. but yeah. in theory, if you can control water, can't you just, like, control the water inside a human being? Right. Fill up their lungs, <laughs> knock them out. Kind of like are, Magneto. <laughs> are you thinking of uh,
3: yes. uh, whats your face in Gen V? <laughs>
1: <laughs> or, no, or the, the, the fish dude in uh, Invincible.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are all, like, exam, examples of misuse of powers. <laughs> well, it's kind of like the Jedi thing, right? Like, why can anybody ever run away from a Sith? That's you right. lift them up off the ground. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. Yeah. So, so one of the things
3: this book is a little we, 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 we got to finish that whole thought about who the bad guy is. OK. Right. Okay. So Percy returns the lightning bolt. He goes back to the camp half blood and then Luke confronts him, says, I was really the bad guy all along. I was the lightning thief." And so that's where this double come from. comes right. from. You think that it is Ares and Kronos. But then the whole part of the, the prophecy about you're going to be betrayed by a friend is never fulfilled until the very end where yeah. Luke says, I gave you the shoes and it would have worked if you hadn't given them to your friend. Yeah. For,
2: for those meddling kids. Yeah. Meddling satyrs. those meddling
3: satyrs. <laughs> and so, yeah, so there's this, at the end, there's this kind of tumble of, oh, well, he got the lightning bolt. He got it back. He defeated Ares. He gave it back to Zeus, but it's not over yet. And then, right. yeah. so then, you know, this is, this is the beginning of what's going to happen. Yes.
2: It, it reminds me a little bit of the book of three. Um, from the Pernan Chronicles. Okay. Chronicles of just because when you really think about it, not that much actually happens. You know, they just go to a few places and they collect a couple things, but there's not a big, I mean, there's the fight with Ares, but it's not really like super important other than Percy needs to not die. Um, sure. So, so it's just kind of a fetch quest, and and it. but what it does is it sets, it gets yeah. all the pieces in place for the rest of the series and gets Percy to, you know, he knows more about his abilities. Yeah, and so it's friends. the first
1: book of a series. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's, a, it's set up. Yeah, throughout mm-hmm. this stuff. Yeah, yeah.
2: They don't blow up the Death Star is what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> and at this point,
1: since you brought up the word quest, I would like to point out this is, was actually a quest in the book. Quests are given by somebody. Yes. And there's usually a reward attached to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Keep that in mind when we discuss the Well, and, and there's there's, <laughs> character,
2: there's character motivation stuff that's that's very tied to that, right? Because you find out the history right. of Grover that <clears> throat> he throat> is, a, is a protector and and he has failed in the past where he, he – Right. kind of tried well, to help some demigods yeah. out and, and didn't do well on it. And so Annabeth has been wanting to go on a quest right. and has been told by, in some kind of prophecy, that j- I don't think you actually get all of that prophecy or the other prophecy about Percy until later in the series.
3: Yes. It's alluded to. It's alluded to. Yeah. There's, there's a bigger one, but we can't tell you. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but yeah. So oh, you're, you're it, talking about
1: Annabeth hang up on finding the one and going yes. on that quest. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. She she yep, was told yep, that yep. that she would
2: meet right, Neil, right, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she would fall in love with him. He would be the one. <laughs> Just in case you thought this was some kind of atypical story, no. It's, yes, it's, it's, it's the hero with a thousand right. faces again.
1: <laughs> yep. Man, all these recycled story plots. Yep. <laughs>
2: well,
3: yeah, well, recycled mythology,
1: yeah, recycled know, story plots. We've had
2: them for thousands of years. Is <laughs> that something that works? It keeps working. We, let's, let's do True. it. I mean, look at the Marvel movies, right? But That's that, see. There's so many very similar <laughs> things, but they work. Yeah. So. Yeah. Recycled Sean Bean, who does not die. Naturally. Well, he's immortal. He, he like only so. gets dispelled.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can be defeated. Hmm. Um,
2: yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, there. You know, there's a foundation of of. Greek mythology that says essentially the Olympians overthrew the Titans and that will never be undone. Right. And this book, this book takes that and says, but what if it was, what if they tried? What if it was possible? Yeah. 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 And, and I like that, that kind of thing. Well, the the real success of the book is you begin to
3: care enough about Percy and his friends and you begin to buy into the scenario Mm -hmm.
2: that those things become important. Yeah. 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 And I, I like, you know, there, there's a moment where Percy's like, Annabeth says something like, "Like, well, I'm going to be fighting next to you," and he's like, "Why?" And she's like, "Because you're my friend, seaweed brain." <laughs> um, yes, <laughs> and, and, uh, seaweed brain. Right. And, yeah, I mean, he's you know he's been kind of a loner kid, right? He's mm-hmm. got a, yeah, a, a yeah. tough home life with with Smelly Gabe is definitely <laughs> abusive, physically abusive. Yes, because he realizes at the end of the book that that Gabe has hit my mom before, right? Um, and that's dark, but real. But real, yeah. And so you know, the, this acknowledgement that you know that's. Well in a way I guess
3: it's it's not good because she accepted that in order to protect Percy yeah. because he smelled so bad the monsters <laughs> could smell Percy over him.
1: Well, it was her sacrifice, right?
3: So yeah, so we've been talking about this 15 20 minutes. You'll have to put in the right number because that's that's how good this book for for young adults and kids is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right?
3: It's it's pretty rich. It's pretty vast. It has a great setup. Uh, Riordan is a, a good writer who could draw you in. And then they make this movie.
2: Let's sum up the book, though. Did, did you enjoy the book, James? I did, yes. Okay. Very much so. Now, I, are you interested yeah, in reading the rest of the series, or are you going to yeah, wait until yeah, we yeah. do the no, next
1: I, I mean, I've read the first three chapters of the other book at the end of this one.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, I, I have all five of them. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. so, so do I. I yeah. figured that. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> So you
2: can, you can definitely uh, continue on yeah, if you
3: want. Yeah. Well, so, so next year, assuming that the second series and the television series come out, right. around January and February, we should probably you know, revisit this. And we'll do book yep. two, movie two, series two. And then, and then we're going to run out of movies. <laughs> well, then we can just stay with the series. And yep. yeah. Hopefully that's a good thing. Hopefully we'll find it, out. Yeah. Stay tuned to our future podcasts.
2: Exactly. So, all right. So, yeah, let's, let's talk about the 2010 movie. Um, if it, we must. It made money. It did. It it did pretty good business. I I think it was like two hundred twenty million against like a ninety million dollar budget. So yeah, ninety five and two twenty six. It wasn't Jaws, you know. um, Right, but yeah, it it is not beloved by fans of the books. Right, and
3: there there are many potential reasons for that. Some of which we will talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, It was also not great with critics, which isn't a huge thing. I felt like I was trying to find some kind of confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't like it and the critics didn't like it. Therefore. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They said it was, you know, just another derivative movie from the things that were going on then. Yeah. It was 49% popular or uh, fresh at Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah.
2: Well, um, there, there's, there's a whole series of first book in a series adapted, not liked by fans or critics. And then the series <laughs> went away like Aragon. Er- yeah. Uh, like his dark materials. Oh I think yeah. They did, they did one of those, right? The, yeah. The they golden did. compass. Um, I was trying to think of of other ones, but you know, they do the first one and, and, and this is, this is the thing we talk about in adaptation all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I think the Harry Potter movies are a pretty decent uh, model for this. Like it was probably, even though I'm the adaptation means change guy. Right. I can see why it was important to do a pretty straight adaptation of at least the first book in that series to satisfy the fans. Um, and it's a pretty straight so you adaptation. Hook them it, it, in, get them hooked. Yeah. Right? It yeah. makes, it makes some cuts because you're going to have to, it's all, it's all, it's not a three hour movie. Um, it is long. It's a, to me, it's a little too long. I would, I would have liked a few more edits and, and I liked it when they started shortening the movies up a little bit. Mm. Um, like I like the third one much better than the first two. You mean in Harry Potter? Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, <laughs> so I wrote a blog post about this way back in the <laughs> days. I don't, my, my blog isn't active anymore. Um, but I may, I'm probably going to repost it on on our website with some commentary from 2024, Seth, because oh, um, there's some, some clarifications that, that I want to make. Um, because after I saw the movie and I had read the book, I went. you talking about Chamber of Secrets? No, no, we're, I'm talking about now. Now I'm back to The Lightning Thief. Sorry, oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah, we're back. We're back on topic. <laughs> back on topic. Stay on target. <laughs> uh, I, I sat down at my computer and pounded out 2,500 words about everything wow. that was wrong with the movie. Damn um so I want to read this where is it i, I, I will post it actually I, you can if you log in you can see it it's it's already posted i just haven't made it public Oh, okay so, um that's but, fine uh, yeah so people who are logged in can see it. all right i'm sure you can find it on the internet archive if you didn't want to wait maybe maybe but uh, you, you'll want the 2024 uh commentary yeah, i'll send yeah, you the yeah. link james okay um but one of the things that i've done over the past 10 years as a life quality thing is i'm going to try and like everything that i consume it doesn't always work there there are books that i really really don't like there are movies that i really want to like and i don't usually i can find something um right but but I, I, I kind of failed at, at this movie. There's a couple <laughs> things. There's a couple things that I like, uh, but for the most part, I was hate watching it on the rewatch. <laughs> so I was taking the call in <laughs> position watching on it. this movie.
3: <laughs> well, and you know, I've been noticing that when we do, we, so when we podcast, we usually watch one piece of it, you know, a movie from the set or the movie from the set. Yeah. And then we podcast right after that. And what I began to notice, especially around the dune time was yeah, with no time in between, with mm-hmm. no time in between, um, after a little while, I tended to feel differently than my initial knee-jerk reactions for some of <laughs> yeah. these. And so I watched this movie a while ago. Mm. And I've had a little more time to think about it. And I don't think it is as a series breaker as some people think that it is. Mm. Now, that all depends on, on a bunch of conditionals. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Sure, sure, sure. Hopefully they make the edits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're we're in uncomfortable territory because you're going to come out and say this wasn't canonical, and I didn't like it, and I'm going to say this wasn't canonical, but it's
2: not a deal breaker. And and I will I will agree with you that the changes that they made from the book are not what bothers me. It's it's just when you make changes and those changes don't make sense, that's what bothers me. Mm-hmm. And when you when you th- this was the thing that I wrote in the in the blog post was when you're if you're adapting a book in space. You've got to get the space part right. You're right. adapting a sports movie. You've got to get the sports part right. You're adapting a, a book about mythology. You have to get the mythology right. And this movie gets the mythology really wrong in a couple of places. And I'm fine with the little tweaks that Riordan made. Mm-hmm. Some of the ones in the movie are just like, like obvious things that they did wrong. And and that, that Riordan had a problem with, um, I know, from the correspondence. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes and you can read all of them. It's all available on his website. The things that he sent to the... Uh, the producers of it. And one of the main things, of course, that he objected to is the same thing that Orson Scott Card always objected to for Ender's Game was you can't age them up. Yeah. You know, he he, he didn't mind them, Orson Scott Card didn't mind them aging up a little bit, but, you know, he can't make them young adults. No. Uh, because that, and, and the way he put it is for this one, um, for Rick Riordan is these are books that are read by, you know, nine to 12 year olds and they're coming to this movie to see nine to 12 year olds doing awesome things. Mm-hmm. And so if you age them up to teenagers, all of a sudden the nine to 12 year olds aren't as interested in it. Teenagers are going to come to this movie and go, oh, this is based on a book for nine to 12 year olds. I'm not going to go see it. <laughs> this is a kid's movie. Yeah. 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 And so he's like, you're shooting yourself yeah. in the foot twice uh, by, by doing that, by making that one decision. Okay. But let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Let's suppose that you do make the movie and you shoot, you shoot it
3: with nine to 12 year olds. Okay. Mm-hmm. The kids who read this and then had to wait. Uh, five years to get it will be teenagers. Sure. wouldn't they go back and watch that and say, yeah, it was a kids movie, but I liked that book when I read it. I it's possible. See. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So it's just like they I think they tried to track the original readers versus, uh, you know, a, a new generation, so to say, mm-hmm. of young mm-hmm. kids. yeah, because it's already been five years since I read the book, <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. and but then they made another mistake, and that was they waited three years to make the first sequel. And since you started with, right. you know, you, since you started with 20 year olds who were pretending to be 17, mm-hmm. they're now 25 or 26 trying to be 18. Right. And that's, that's a big stretch in some cases. Yeah.
2: But you're not going to green light the two movies, right? That I don't, I don't, I mean, you could, and it's the same production company that made both movies. Right. And, and right. so this is my main problem with this movie is that it does not really adapt the first book in the series. It just adapts the first book. As if, as if it's a standalone. It, it does not set up the series as well as it should. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't think you disagree. It doesn't set it up as well as it should.
3: You're, I, I'm going to agree with you there totally. Yeah. Because remember that long complex talk we had about like the double redirect at the end where first it was, they thought it was Hades, but it was really Ares and it wasn't Ares. It was Luke, but they're all, but Luke and Ares were yep. conned by Kronos. Right. This throws all that away and simplifies it just yeah. to say yep. it's all Luke. Yeah. Luke did it. However... I think if you're going to make the sequel series, you have the opportunity in the next one for them to say, "Why did Luke do this, or how did he get influenced?" And then you
2: retcon, "Oh, it was Kronos all along." This is this is one place where i would I would argue for a post credit scene because Luke ends up in the water, right? All you got to do is have have a, a post credit scene of showing Luke waking up in Tartarus or the underworld or something. Somebody laughing and saying, "Well, little demigod." <laughs> I think I can help you. you know? Oh, and bringing yeah. him in in this movie because I th- th- the main thing is right. Th- the first book is Percy Jackson gets pulled into this looming war between the Titans and the Olympians. Right. This movie is Percy Jackson gets pulled into a war between Olympians and and or among the Olympians, and that's all. Yeah. Um, there's
1: there's no bigger context. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Well,
3: and you also kind of lose this idea because they don't spend a lot of time at Camp Half Blood of the disassociation between the gods and their their. Their kids.
2: Oh, and there's an asinine thing in this movie too about Zeus made it so they can't talk to their kids. It gets all the gods off the hook for being deadbeat dads and moms.
3: Yeah, I was only following orders. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, <laughs> oof. but yeah. there is a post credit scene. There is a post credit scene, but and, and it's, it's a good one. It's Gabe Ugliano getting his his due. Yeah,
2: yeah. And it's
3: straight out of the book. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, almost straight out of the book. almost
2: my my other problem the the reason that i object so much to the fact that it's mostly a standalone movie is the title of the movie is Percy Jackson and the Olympians the lightning thief so that's telling me somebody at the production company said we're making a series and, and and then you know, this is this is my my argument for uh, the People versus Percy Jackson movie uh, <laughs> which which I'll remind you is not based on a reasonable doubt. it's based on the preponderance of evidence. and that plus the fact that they made another movie and that movie right. tried to you know introduce Chronos, sorry, spoilers um, <laughs> you know it it essentially tried to to course correct back right. to being in the series. Did not do it well. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to that in a year, probably. <laughs> yep. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> so tell us how badly they botched the mythology in here. Okay. So it's, it's just a couple things, right? Well, there's, there's also major problems with the way they adapted the characters. Because I, I was, mm-hmm. a, a, as I wrote in the blog post, right? When you, when you do an adaptation of a book, there's so many ways to do it wrong, right? And the way you do it right is you get the story right. You get the genre right. Like I was talking about space, whatever it is, right. mythology. Right. And, and you get the characters right. If you have one of those three, you can probably end up with a decent movie. Two of them, you should have a good adaptation and you could have a good movie. You could still have a bad movie no matter what, right? There's infinite ways to make a bad movie. Um, But this one doesn't particularly get the characters right. It doesn't really get the genre right. And the story... Doesn't get the story right. The story is partially right. Yeah. It's partial credit.
3: So let's let's walk through that little bit by little bit. So um, I love the characterization of Grover in the movie. Yeah. He, he is okay. He's the it. comedic relief in all this. He gets all the great lines. He's kind of a horn dog, which I'm not totally into. Right. And I don't want to show
2: that to young kids. We, we, we looked up satyrs and it's very, very canonical. It's very canonical, but it, it has
3: nothing to do with what happened in the book.
2: No, it doesn't. Right. Yeah. His character motivation is totally missing. Right. Right. Becoming a searcher. Right. He needs a successful quest in order to become a searcher. Besides which there's no quest.
3: <laughs> yep. Right. There is no
1: quest. That's my point. No quest. So no quest yeah,
3: Percy wants to go rescue <laughs> his mom. His mom. It's a whim.
2: Yep. Yeah. That, that's all. And maybe along the way, go to Hades and, and say, hey, well, he wants to recu- rescue his mom. So he has to go to the underworld and, and talk to Hades and say, look, I didn't steal the, the bolt. Can you release my mom, please? Thank you very much. Right. And, and here's where the, one of the confusing parts comes in.
3: They leave the betrayal in by Luke because Luke gives him the shoes. Yes. But here's the thing. If Luke doesn't have the bolt, why would he think that giving Percy the shoes, either in the book or in the movie, delivers the bolt to
2: Kronos? He doesn't. Then Kronos... The yeah, yeah. There's no Kronos. There's no in Kronos in the movie. Yeah, there's no There's no Kronos in this movie, but there yeah. is in the book. The, the plan was to... In in the let's talk about that right. What yeah. what is Luke's plan in this? As far as we can tell, because he says you were supposed to die in in the underworld, and so I guess he assumed he's going to go talk to Hades. Hades is going to get the master bolt. He's going to create a war, and Percy will be collateral damage. Yeah, and and it almost happens that way. Right? Yeah, so um it just happens that Persephone is in the underworld, and this is a problem <laughs> because. And and the credit to Rick Riordan, right? He gets this right when they're when they're in. The underworld, he says, you know, Percy is like, man, I wish Persephone was here on her throne. But of course, right. it's the middle of summer and she's going to be, you know.
3: She's in the overworld, not the underworld. She's in the overworld, not the, yeah. not
2: the underworld. And that's, you know, the, the rationale for why there are seasons, right? That's that that's the whole story about it. And so you can't have her in the underworld. They do sort of try to talk about Hades being abusive and terrible and keeping her in the underworld, but, but that's counter I, to the mythology. Yeah, it's counter to the mythology, and I don't think Demeter would put up with it. Hades isn't a bad guy in Greek mythology. No, in general, not horrible. Um, like in he the, he just got
1: a crappy job. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. The, the Hercules <laughs> movie has him as a bad guy, right? And and the the Clash of the Titans recent stuff has Hades. He's a little bitter, right? Because because I like that part of the book where uh, Percy's like, "Well, you wanted to start a war," <laughs> and Hades is like, "Why would I want a war?" Right? Yeah, I, oh, I, I, I yeah. Now that you
1: brought that up, I really like that part of the book. Yeah. That whole like, rant got, about the traffic, oh, traffic problem. Crap, I gotta <gasps> take care. Of. Yeah, I don't need a war right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. And that that one's part got me thinking. Like, dang,
2: he got a crappy job managing <laughs> afterlife, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. His kingdom <laughs> but, is constantly oof. expanding. <laughs> yep, Um and. uh some of the underworld stuff was was fun in, in the book as well. I like I like was, Charon as, as well, where he's yeah. this put upon. Charon
1: was great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, public servant. Yeah, yeah. And,
2: and one one of the funnier lines actually in the movie I liked was was when they first get to the the underworld, which is of course in Hollywood. <laughs> right. Uh, the, the, the <laughs> yep. Char, Charon is like, you can't be here unless you're dead. Come back after you die. <laughs> no, no. Specifically, hey, it was die and then yeah, come and back. die and then come back.
3: Yeah.
2: Die and then come back. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I, thought the I, casting I love was that you really put good. the door or gates to hell in L. A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's of course, fair.
1: the Olympians were over New York. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. You know, well, the center of Western Sheesh. civilization, right? It talks about how right. it moves around. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I mean that's basically the the Persephone being in in the underworld is a real problem. Grover talks about how he shared a meal with Persephone in the underworld. You cannot eat anything in the underworld, or you have to stay permanently. That's why Persephone <sighs> has to stay because she ate like three pomegranate seeds or something, which right. is why she has to stay which there is, the three
3: months for winter,
2: yeah. Yeah. right? And. Um, And so you know Grover should be permanently there. The movie also seems to think that Zeus is omnipotent, but she is definitely not. And so, so I guess he can retrieve him, even though Grover's broken the rules and has. If he wasn't up there, wouldn't be much of a war. (laughs) True, true. Well, and that's that's one of the other things, right? (laughs) But what yeah. <laughs> Luke's plan, right? Your your plan mm-hmm. is to start a war among the gods. What good does that do you? You can't right. take over. They're immortal. You're not. You're going to lose. It, it only yeah, when works he was when he was monologuing
3: that, that sounded pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's dumb kid right. talk. Yeah, right? and Luke was you know if if uh, Percy is 17, Luke has to be in his 20s.
2: Right, and he's essentially Mr. D from the book. Right. Yeah, uh, he, he's he's the head of the camp. They, right. they say that in the book. In the uh, movie. Sorry, like in the movie. yeah. Um, Kind of, yeah. yeah. He's not the camp director, but he's, he's like in charge. Um, right. Yeah. He's, he's the head boy. Head boy. Head boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to put it back in, in Harry yeah. Potter terms, he's, he's uh, what, Percy Weasley? Yes. yes. The, the other thing is, and, and this is, we'll probably get back to talking about this when we talk about the series, right? If you're going to have a prophecy that says, and the, the movie doesn't have a prophecy, but if you're going to have a thing, you're going to be, be, be betrayed by a friend, you kind of have to have a friendship and you need some time. Doing that, right? You need some time at Camp Half-Blood with Luke mm-hmm. showing Percy how to fight, right? Yeah. In this movie, right. he shows up, immediately gets put in, capture the flag, right. and can, can use a sword. But it's, there is no prophecy, and so it's okay
3: to toss that whole thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. The, the hard the thing that I struggle with about this is it's a Chris Columbus movie. And I like a lot of his other movies, and I assume that since he had done the first two Harry Potter movies and, and some other movies that I really enjoy, that this movie would also have been mm-hmm. good. I, I don't know what kind of creative control the director is allowed to have at this point. Yeah. Right? Um, Riordan wasn't allowed to have a lot of control. He wrote to yeah. them to say, You're going to have problems right. with this, and that was all ignored. That's he was it, not attached to the second movie. I kept thinking like hmm. what would have happened if
1: they aged up Harry Potter? <laughs> oh. Like, oh man. That would not have gone over well at all. Yeah. Even if they like it, it does make you wonder whether or not they had a series plan in
3: mind. Exactly. But, you know, that was the thing to do. They, yeah. they aged up Ender. They right. aged up and changed Jumper, which was from around that time as well. Mm-hmm. It's just there were a lot of people trying to do, I don't know, I'm, yeah. I'm mischaracterizing it, what it seemed like cheap money grabs. Right. Yeah. And if if you if you take the risk and you stay closer to the original material, you make the changes you need to, not the ones you want to, I think we would have had a, a very, very different It's the the movie experience in the last 15 years. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. And and I don't disagree that that sticking closer to the book would have been a good idea for this movie, right? Because it has legions of fans. You want to please them in order to secure the ability to make five movies, right? Because this is a movie franchise that would be a consistent moneymaker Mm -hmm. if they had made all five movies. But, you know, like the, the Chronicles of Narnia, they stopped making those too because people didn't go. Yeah. I mean, enough people went that they made some money, but I think, you know, they, they always want to see the, the profits going up. And the profits do go down before the, between the first two movies. They're both successful yeah. um, in this franchise, but n- not enough to get them to uh, decide to make more. Uh, I, I like Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan is fine. <laughs> I love Persephone's
3: characterization. I love that. Yeah, it's, that's it's, pretty good. Uma Thurman <laughs> as the Underworld <Medusa>. Cougar. <laughs> uh, sugar
2: town. <laughs> Um,
3: they smelled an animal.
2: Yeah, yeah. The, the so I don't mind a little character consolidation in in movies, right? I understand you don't. You when have it limited makes time, sense. When it makes sense. But this time they they sort of combined Annabeth and yeah. Clarice. Yeah, where where she starts off almost as an antagonist because she's on the other side of the, mm-hmm. the capture the flag thing. Yeah. Instead, so instead she's just showing shown as a butt kicking chick, which fine. She, she's 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 a, a a very able warrior, right? She's very effective, right? But The distinct thing about Annabeth is her her mind. Right. She's the daughter of Athena. She's the tactics person. Right. And and you don't see a lot of that at all here.
3: Well, and it's even kind of thrown away in that scene where she reveals, you know, I I am Annabeth. You know, I have all the tactics and knowledge. She then kicks Percy's butt. Percy gets the water power up and then turns around and despite all of her ability gets whooped on by
2: Poseidon's son. Well, she stands on the sidelines. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess he, he defeats her, but, but then everybody else just gets out of the way. That, yeah. that, that scene didn't work at all. And the whole thing was about capture the
3: flag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so after he defeats the one person, the entire rest of the army stands there
2: while he walks right? over and picks up the flag and they all cheer. They, all what didn't, no, they, they cut out the scene where they said, okay, this is a champion fight. You know, it's, it's, yeah. we put I up don't. our champion, you put up yours and it's David and Goliath. Right? Yeah, we'll talk about just not making sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I did like the casting for, for Gabe. Uh, for Joe Pantaliano, um, <laughs> yeah, he, he he was good. He, he was a convincing Ugliano. Ugliano, yeah, smelly gabe, yeah. I <laughs> like when they're interviewing on the TV. No, he's he's not. He's my stepson. <laughs> he's from he did loins. not come from these loins. <laughs> <laughs> but,
3: okay, you know, like, and that yeah. I think that just It talks about about the it's family drama, family right? Mm-hmm. Family yeah. is hard. Family mm-hmm. hurts. Bad things happen because of family. Great things happen because of family.
2: Yeah, I don't mind the. The Pearl MacGuffins. Um, th- th- that doesn't really bother me because if, if the main, it's not a quest, again. Yeah. It's they, they, they go out, like Percy literally <laughs> skips out of camp, right? Cuts, right. cuts totally. school yeah. to, to go on the quest. And Grover and Annabeth go on come the with. not quest. On the not quest, yes. <laughs> on the whim. On the whim, yes. On the whim and Well, yeah. so the quest is really he's being sent on
3: a delivery mission by by Luke. But here's he the just thing. not know it. Yeah. Why do you send an untried. Brand new demigod with two other people on a very dangerous set of quests to deliver right. the lightning bolt because he gave him the shield with the bolt in it. Right. There's no
2: guarantee that it's going to get there.
3: Yeah. You know, if yeah, I don't quite understand that setup,
1: that frame, like he's trying
2: to frame him, but, but, but why? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So if I'm Luke and I'm the mastermind here and I want to create a war between the gods, I say you're going to go to the underworld, but the only way to get out is with these pearl things. Here they are. They're cat's eye marbles and that's all they are. <laughs> I, I, I swear they'll work. You know, they're Cadbury cream eggs. Take them, right. you know, and and you just you just drop those on the floor. You step on them, and you Bob's your uncle. Right. Um, and and so now they're stuck in the underworld, and everything's Boom. good. Perfect. He did not have to give them a valid way right. to get out of the underworld if his plan was for them to never escape the underworld. Yeah, he's not a very good mastermind. No.
3: <laughs> well, the only thing that, wor- that works for that is the 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 way that the underworld only gets revealed at the end because he's got
2: the map that shows you how to get to the pearls. Right. But it's just ah, uh, this yeah. yeah. My, my thing with with not having Chronos in this, it's like if you had adapted the first Harry Potter book, and at the end the big bag is a big bag, <laughs> big bad, <laughs> big bad. And at the end, the big bad is Professor Quirrell. And that's all, <laughs> or Professor Snape, or which Professor is a Snape. great
3: movie adaptation. Talk about character consolidation. One bad guy. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> he antagonizes Harry the whole time. He's
2: trying to kill him. Oh, and yeah. then you introduce <laughs> Voldemort in the second movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that doesn't that doesn't, doesn't make work. Sense. um Okay. I've been griping a little bit. A couple of things I liked. I thought the Medusa part was okay. You know, it was, it was adapted reasonably well. Yeah. Um, I like one thing I liked about the the Lotus Casino part is that they actually ate something because because that right. that part in the Odyssey is they go to the island of the Lotus Eaters, mm-hmm. and so like I I like the idea that here if you eat these things they they'll right. cloud your mind. I don't like any bit of the Poseidon secretly whispering in Percy's ear. I don't
3: I don't like it at all. Isn't that what, what happens? Nah. No divine
2: intervention? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> and doesn't he meet the Angelo boy down there? Not in the first book. Not in the first book. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, in the in the casino? Yeah. I think you find out that he was in there, and there there was a reference to it in the series. So watch for it. Okay. Um, I didn't catch it. I'm going to go back and watch it again. Yeah. So I, I kind of like the, the Lotus Casino thing just because I, I felt like it was pretty well deployed. Um, I like the Will Smith video. That was cool. <laughs> the, the Mr. Fantastic scene yep, from or right. The, the dance, dance scene from Fantastic Four It's the same but, I mean literally you could set that scene to Instead of Poker Face Just set it to uh, Here Come the Men in Black from, Oh yeah from, from that movie And uh, and it would work But they they kind of kept Disco Darren in there You know the guy playing the pinball machine Yep, um, yep. And he didn't say it was 1977 He said so it was 71 So 71. Some, somebody in the crew yeah. must be A right. class of 1990 person <laughs> yeah. so. Do do we rank? I mean, do we really need to? You had, okay, so James, you had seen the movie before. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you like it when you first watched it? Not at all. Really? And you had never read the book? Mm-mm. What so, didn't you like about it? Everything we just talked about. <laughs> so wow. you didn't think it made
1: sense? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was kind of dumb. A lot of it's contrived. Uh,
3: yeah. And so now that you read the book, it must seem even worse. Yep. <laughs> I've tainted you over the years, and I am succinctly <laughs> sorry for that experience. Yeah, and
1: I really enjoyed the book. I'm... I, More than happy to read the next one Cool
3: I don't want Do I have to wait a year to read it? (laughs) <laughs> I think they're going to do one series per year. I mean, that, that's the theory, right? Yeah, we don't yeah. know if a second series has been greenlit yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of problems going on with the streamers getting funding. And we're, we're seeing true. that with these all these cancellations that are tax write-offs. Right. So, yes, we invested $10 million doing this, and and we're going to lose all this money, so it's a tax write-off. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's Smokes not a write-off, Disney, David. <laughs> uh, about the only one that's doing really well is Amazon Prime. Yeah. But even Amazon Prime is mm-hmm. starting to introduce a fee for commercial free viewing yeah. versus the default Amazon Prime that has that. been around yeah. forever. We already have free If you want to watch
2: the ad supported stuff, you watch freebie. Yeah. No, you, you, you may continue to read if you like, and then you can, <laughs> you can review it next, next year. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you should watch the movie first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, watch the next movie first. Yeah. I would be curious. Yeah. Cause yeah. I don't have a lot of memories of that movie other than like, mm. I remember thinking, okay, you know, at least they introduced Kronos. That's something. Again, talking about casting in this movie, right? Alexander Daddario does not look terribly like Annabeth in the book, as described in the book.
3: No. Um, She's not blonde. In
2: the second movie, they made her blonde because stupid fans are like, she wasn't blonde and that was (laughs) the problem
1: with the movie. When when I was looking at the movie, the the second movie on IMDb, and I saw the cast pictures, uh, I thought it was a totally different actor, actress.
2: Are you sure you weren't looking for who they cast for Clarice? Because Clarice is blonde and she's beautiful, yeah. Um, which which is, adaptational attractiveness again. It's it's right. a thing that happens. It's just you didn't you didn't have to cast somebody quite that nice looking yeah. for, for Clarice. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. We can rank them. I I think it's you know we'll have a really tar- hard time guessing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, it's a book movie. <laughs> book movie. Book movie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. We'll see how the series goes. And and I you know I totally get the, I mean. Again, adaptation means change, right? But but when you when you take when you take something and you do a a less faithful adaptation and the movie doesn't work, that, that's not a good there's case. There's change and then there's fubar change, right? And th- that's <laughs> not a good case for for my side of the argument. No. Well, it means that yeah. adaptational change has risk. Sometimes Definitely. you end up with things that are right, incredible, yeah, yeah. like yeah. the movie
3: They Live. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, other times you get. Jumper, which I didn't care for at
2: all. <laughs> no, no. All right, so everybody, let us know, what what do you think of the uh, the Percy Jackson movie, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Lightning Thief? Um, check out my blog post. I will post it on, on the website maybe before the episode comes out. We'll see. Uh, I'll send it to James at least. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be sure to put links in the show notes.
3: I'm going to guess you have links to uh, Mr. Riordan's essays. Yes. Good. Yep. Good,
2: good. Um, talking about, you know, all, the, all, all his predictions of woe. <laughs> <laughs> and... You know, it, it's, he didn't have that control, right? He could, all he could do is, is say, my advice, if you want to take it from somebody who, oh, let's see, wrote the book, um, <laughs> who knows something about this, maybe, maybe, you know, don't do these things. All right. We will be back middle of February, probably with our, our kind of breakdown of the series yep um I, i'll probably go back and rewatch all the episodes just because i feel like i should do that i uh, know that i've recently read the book as well because i watched the first few before i had well i think i had to listen to the audiobook but it was like a couple months ago um so hmm. well
3: in plan a was we were going to do book movie and first four episodes and then do a follow-up yeah now we've we've pushed all the episodes off into february we're going to do it all at once and they kind of
2: talk about everything yeah um, so it could be another long episode if it, we're not careful. It's going to be an experiment, right? Because we, we, we haven't done this kind of thing before. It, it might go wrong. Um, <laughs> maybe talking about the first half of the series would have been a good <laughs> idea. But we talked so long on the movie, I, I, it would have ended yeah. up a pretty bloated episode. It would have been like our Day of the Triffids episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're talking about book, original movie, <laughs> <1980s> <laughs> series, so like, and then two the, the, the 2000s. series or something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. That, that was too much.
1: Um, no, I think, I think it'll be all right talking about that. I, I think I prefer it this way honestly rather than splitting yeah. up the series so we could talk about this series in its entirety yeah with the uh, with having done already the book and the
2: mm-hmm. movie but yeah so i'd love i'd love to hear from folks if they've watched the series or are in process of watching it what do you think yeah. and um you know what would you like to see if there's anything you want to see corrected in the second season because uh, yeah i don't know about the if they've if they've already optioned the other the next series
3: I'm assuming that all the option money has
2: been spent, but but green lighting the cost and saying, yes, we're going to do this reserving the actors. Everything that I'm seeing about the, uh, the viewership numbers tells me that they're going to do another series. Oh, I dearly hope they do. I like what I've seen so far. Spoilers. Oh man. (laughs) Save it for the pod, Colin. Save it for the pod. (laughs) For next month's pod. Gotcha. (laughs) All right. Uh, Thanks everybody for listening. And we'll talk to you next time. In the meantime, may the road rise up to meet you and may the book always fall open to where you left off and may you get the mythology right. (laughs)